Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin, your backstage pass to the eight and nine figure e-commerce world. Hey guys, so today it's time for real talk, for real talk about what it takes to build one of the fastest growing e-commerce businesses in US in its own category. And we literally did it last year for one of our clients. We took them from 0.5 million to 26 million in one year working with us. And you know, it's crazy what type of transformation business can have in just one year. What made this transformation possible is not really a thing that majority of you guys are expecting about. It's actually, you know, the business itself, about the owner, about the mindset, etc. But basically, I will try to be splitting this podcast into two parts. One part will be about the mindset, the business and numbers and how are things working from a business backend perspective. Because I think this is the part that a lot of business owners do miss that stop them from growing at speed like this. And another part in part, you will be talking more about the marketing and strategies and how things are actually working from marketing perspective and driving these sales there. So get into the first part, right? I would say it's all about the business owner mindset and experience, etc. So this business owner that we help them to grow into this level, you're actually in the gifting space, right? But this was like not his first business. This means he had experience in building the systems in business. He had experience in understanding of investment. He had experience in understanding how to hire people. Because literally when he started to push his business up, I think, you know, that like during the COVID first wave, we scaled them from... So what about like making 200K per month, right? We jumped it up to like 2.7 million in month one from working with us and actually 3.6, I think, or 3.7 million month two. And of course, this type of growth was possible due to COVID during that time. But at the same time, you know, business owner had to hire like 30 to 40 people in a month right? That's 30 to 40 people in a month. And it's not just blatantly hiring them, you know. These people actually needed to be, you know, put into their place, had to have SOPs, had to be trained. And some of them actually had to be fired because this is kind of, you know, the most important thing, you know, what do you allow into your business and what do you, you know, actually push it out, right? So it's very important to have like prior background or at least to be hungry for knowledge and have mentors. And this could also help. And, you know, what this owner basically did from what I've seen, you know, I talked with him, etc. And we helped him through this transition. He was actually looking for a lot of masterminds to join, right? So he was literally, you know, going into all the most expensive masterminds that he could see, you know, that could provide him value from how to run business to joining Ezra's mastermind. And basically, you know, connecting and networking with people. I think he literally, you know, spent like three, four hours a day connecting with different people, talking with them, you know, hey, what's working for you? What is not working? How are you solving this problem? How you're solving another problem? So he spent literally a lot of time learning, right? Even though having all the prior experience. Then I would say, you know, another thing that really was huge point in this client's success was actually having suppliers ready to supply the demand. <laughs> and what we do is actually we have suppliers in China, in Europe, or some other smaller countries. And it literally takes maybe, you know, a month or two months of the lead time to get a new supply. And, you know, this type of growth would not be possible with that. So basically, you need to have a fast supply chain. And what this client did was because it was actually customized products, he was having a manufacturing plant here in the U.S., and basically, he kind of like signed an agreement with this manufacturing plant. And right now, basically, 
he is fully, you know, running this manufacturing plant. Well, not himself, right? But his business is fully filling the capacity of his manufacturing plants to the teeth, right? So basically, the trick here is have a fast suppliers and ideally have a suppliers in US you're planning to grow quickly because it will reduce your shipping times and allow you to be much more agile in the whole process here. And especially if you're having, you know, to order it still from China or something, get the cash ready. Have investors ready if you're planning to grow very fast immediately or go to, let's say, you know, one of our friends, you know, ClearBank, we're like one of the biggest e-commerce investors in the world. What we do is we provide this kind of revenue-based investing where we kind of see the data you're getting, right? They lend you a certain amount of money and you do have to get it back to them, but, you know, it's based on the revenue you're getting and the profit you're making. So it's slow, kind of, you know, just getting a loan. But you're experiencing fast growth. That could be a huge thing, you know, that could not reduce the <laughs> growth speed because the inventory is almost always the biggest bottleneck that you are seeing with fast-growing businesses. Then it's kind of another thing, you know, and this is, I think, will be actually the biggest point that differentiates for fast-growing businesses versus slow ones. So embracing the drop in draws, profit margin, and the net profit you are getting for a certain period of time. So a lot of people are so scared of getting lower than like ROS 3, ROS uh, 2.5, etc. So what we did with this client, actually ROS actually dropped to at one point as low as 1.7, while we were at 3 plus at the low scale. Of course, we got them to like, you know, at that point, 55k daily spend. Now, you know, it was up to 100k daily ad spend. But ROS actually went down to 1.7, 1.8 on what we are seeing on Facebook side, right? And actually, the net profit during some months, especially after like the first wave of COVID, when markets stabilized, a lot of market players came back, it actually dropped quite a bit, you know. I think like the store level ROS was like about 1.9, so that's with all the marketing, etc. And the net profit actually for a certain amount of time actually completely dropped to sometimes, you know, as low as 0 or 1, 2%. So this means, you know, for I think it was even like for 5, 6 months, you know, this client was not making any profit after the first bump up, right? And it was completely normal because this business was stabilizing and we reached a certain scale, you know. And we were like heavily investing in stuff. We were experimenting with all the platforms in the marketing, you know, investing money in different things from the website, marketing channels, hiring more people. Basically, we were going all in with all the cash we had, right? So it was, you know, kind of this aggressive play, but it actually worked out. And this is what I'm seeing, you know, it's okay to drop down the margins and say no to raw three, you know, but maybe 10xing your scale, dropping, you know, to net profit margin of 1%. Because what happens in then, right, and what we did with this client at the end of the year during quarter four, we recovered the profit margin, right? Because all these investments on all these solutions actually started to stack up. And we started to compound, right? So we had a few breakthroughs with our Facebook advertising. Added, you know, a few other successful channels, email marketing. We actually relaunched a new website, which is actually starting to perform a little bit better than old one. We did a lot of serial work on that one. And it actually, you know, the net profit last few months went up as high as 12 to 15%. And 12 to 15% for a scale we were making a few million a month in revenue is actually crazily good. And we actually managed to finish this whole year at about 10% net average. And this is just shows, you know, the power of investment and, you know, being able to delay gratification longer to get the cash in and achieve a growth. And this is the most important thing, you know, that I'm seeing with business owners that are able to grow versus the ones that are stuck. 
And, you know, we are working with a lot of businesses, smaller ones, bigger ones, you know, but ones in mid-seven category, eight-figure category, multiple eight-figure categories. So this is the biggest thing that the multiple eight-figure category businesses are having. They are able to invest and accept the lower ROAS for a certain amount of time till they make everything work out and make produce the profit they want, right? So hopefully you have enjoyed this first part. And in the second part, I will be talking more about the marketing things, about the breakthroughs and the things that worked for, you know, what cost, you know, this type of growth and how in general the growth works with these type of businesses, right? How this kind of a funnel in general produces results, how we are able to bump it up to 12%, 15% net profit by the end of the year. So yeah, hopefully you have enjoyed part one. And definitely, you know, if you're enjoying this podcast, consider subscribing and consider sharing it with your friends because, you know, the more listeners we have, the more incentivized we are to create more amazing content like this. So cheers, guys. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.